Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hill, author, natural health expert, smart butt. Um, Frisbee repairman. Frisbee repairman. Nice. That's... <laughs> That's a big I feel calling. Like that, I feel it's going to be lucrative. Yeah. I mean, how many people do you know that don't have a broken Frisbee? Um, I don't know anyone with a Frisbee, so. Huh, maybe I got to yeah. rethink this. Yeah. And that little chuckle you heard was Will Patati, Hottie Schmidt, Wolfgang Puck. Uh, <laughs> That's my new URL, actually. <laughs> right. hmm, can you make me some pizza? <laughs> um, anywho, if you haven't liked us on Facebook, go ahead and go to Kick It in the Nuts. That's where we post all of our show topics that we'll be doing in the future. You guys can ask any questions or any kind of show you want us to cover, and we'll do it. Yeah, or if you want us to talk about fashion, we talk about fashion a lot. Mm-hmm. We never you talk. See how we're dressed. Uh huh. We probably don't talk about horseshoes enough. We should probably cover horseshoes a little bit more frequently. But today... We're talking about Charlie Horse Shoes. (laughs) Charlie Horses. (laughs) I tried to say Charlie Horse Shoes, and it says Charlie Horse Show on the piece of paper. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's continuing on. Uh If you were here the last episode, my brain is still not not functioning. It didn't go well. We need some Adderall for Kenneth. Yep, yep, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to talk about Charlie horses. We get oh, a lot of I questions about these. It's not something that is fun. No, they it's wake not, you up in the they wake me up in the middle of the night sometimes, and it's just like you know. It feels like somebody put a car battery on your calves yeah. and like jolted you ten feet out of bed. You like and jump then in I the hit air. yo with my fist several times, and I feel better. <laughs> right, that that's that does. So that's how you fix it. You just, yeah, I just hit him several times with my fist. As hard as I can. Is there a specific area good. that you need to punch your Usually spouse? the head. Head, head punching yeah. for the spouse fixes yeah. Charlie horses. Well, I guess we'll cover a different topic now. Then. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. Yeah, but you got to massage That's it. and it just spousal abuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> spousal domestic abuse. You have to like massage it and it just won't go away. And you're like, ah, you're screaming cuss words, you know. Mm-hmm. It's awful. So let's get into some questions about things. All right, Peggy. Uh, let's see if I can do this today, folks. Okay, I'm going to read slowly. Okay. My house at the end of Berkeley Street. Uh, I guess that's her location. Peggy, you oh. don't need to be that uh, specific. <laughs> you can just be like Iowa. I was like, what the so, heck does that mean? I think Peggy's a little bit funny. Okay, like Peggy, that. that was funny. You yeah. got me. <laughs> I get horrible Charlie horses every summer. To the point where it wakes me up screaming in pain. What can I do about this, and why does it only happen in the summer? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about why Charlie horses occur in the first place, and then we'll sugar. Yeah, well, that sugar could be a thing. But Lactic acid. Let, I don't uh, know about all that. Let's let's talk first about the fact that a Charlie horse is basically uh, the muscle in your calf and you can get them in your feet and other areas too but it's basically just those tissues having the inability to relax they have contracted 
uh, and they can't relax. And what a lot of people don't understand is that it actually takes uh, resources to relax. There's, there's minerals involved in that process, and uh, if they're not available, then the muscles can get stuck in one spade or in place or another. So what we find uh, is the big player is calcium in the tissue level, which is basically what we talked about last week when we were talking about shingles and uh, the immune system not functioning when there's not tissue in that. Um, did we what get a beepy? Noise? I don't know. We got like Sorry, a, I got to turn this thing off on my computer. Continue. I will address it. Okay. Will is addressing that. So um, for the immune system to function correctly, calcium has to be at that tissue level and when it, it gets all pulled out, the immune system doesn't know to attack when there's a problem. But it's similar with uh, these cramp-type situations, too, uh, is that the calcium has to be in that tissue space so that those muscles can relax. So this is a similar thing that we talk about when we talk about menstrual cramps. Yeah. And I talk about this in the, in the whole book, Kick Your Menstrual Cramps in the Nuts book, mm-hmm. is how um, people that are having severe cramps usually either are missing minerals, so there's a lot of uh, mineral deficiencies that are going on for a variety of reasons that we'll talk about, or they have enough that's just the calcium is not in the right place and it's being pulled out of the tissues and floating around in the the wrong locations. Will, do you want to expand a little bit at all about how the contraction can get stuck and how calcium is involved and also how other things can be involved as well and other factors that could cause those contractions to get stuck? I do. Cool. So there's there's multiple levels we need to look at at nerves and the muscle cells themselves. So for a muscle cell to relax, it has to have enough ATP present. That's why when you die and your body stops metabolizing fuel and making ATP, everything goes into rigor mortis. You're not They're, relaxed anymore. Not totally. You're, okay. st- you're stiff, right? <laughs> you're even called a stiff, right? So it's a little counterintuitive because when we go to like do a workout, we know it takes energy to contract the muscle and we don't really think about the energy it takes to relax it. But without ATP, you're not going to be able to relax your muscles. And so energy depletion is a huge part of why you get cramps or charley horses. And anyone who's had like a serious workout routine or maybe like I remember when I used to run track, when we go on these long, really intense runs, you start to cramp up really, you can really severely sometimes, and it's from energy depletion. So same thing kind of can happen um, when you're getting like little twitches or uh, or even abdominal cramps, like when there's not enough energy for those cells to go back into relaxation. That's one thing. The other thing with nerves and calcium is when a nerve is stimulated by a neurotransmitter, like a message from your brain or nitric oxide or uh, glycine, there's all sorts of different neurotransmitters. We've heard the names of some of them like serotonin and dopamine. But some of these are excitatory. And what they do is they trigger the nerve to, to send its electrical impulse down the axon to fire a, a muscle or start a gland or perform some function in another cell. And when it does that, as the electrical impulse goes down the axon, it gets to the terminal end of the nerve, and calcium floods into that region, and it stimulates the neurotransmitters to leave the nerve and go on to the next nerve, or leave the nerve and go on to trigger the final action, like a muscle contraction. So when the nerves are overexcited and stuck in an overly stimulated state, 
that calcium can get flooded and stuck inside the inside the nerve and keep it in a uh, continuously excited state. And that's when we'll get things like lots of twitching or convulsing or cramps or um, anxiety, fatigue, uh, all sorts of inflammation, ringing in the ears. All these things is from like an overexcited neural network. And energy depletion is part of that. Excitatory uh, neurotransmitters can be another part of that. Uh, there's a lot of other influences that we want to look at, but that's one way calcium imbalances can contribute to this problem. Right, and so there's a lot of complicated things that you can look at to, and that could be an underlying cause of what's going on. It's not always going to be the same thing when someone's dealing with charley horses, but it is uh, very common that um, you, you see it most commonly in specific scenarios, and a lot of those would be after a long workout, um, you really see it a lot with pregnant women, women actually, and that's because so many resources uh, from that woman that used to help her function are now going to build this other whole human. So uh, pregnant women deal with a lot of issues that we talk about that would come from a low-resource individual, and they would have low blood pressure in most cases, um, and you... So you see all these things magnified when someone's pregnant. So it kind of just confirms what we're talking about, that the most common cause of issues like this, whether it's menstrual cramps or charley horses or, um, you know, even uh, twitching kind of stuff can sometimes... My eye twitches sometimes. Yeah, you know? sometimes eye twitches. And a lot of times that has to do with, um, you know, magnesium can kind of help the calcium get to the right place and can help that... Uh, balance inside and outside of the cell of everything going because a lot of times those imbalances it's not that you need more on calcium it's just that it's stuck in the wrong place or it's pulled out of the correct place like mm -hmm. Will was talking about so when we see this and, and Peggy's question that she asked right from her house mm -hmm. right on Berkeley Street mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, the question that she asked is this happens to me all the time in summer so why does it always happen in summer and not during the winter and my assumption which is all it is is an assumption um, is that she's going outside in the summer and in the sun and where we get a lot more vitamin D and uh, we talked about this last week but vitamin D is crucial to bring calcium into the system from the intestinal tract it's like this magnet that kind of pulls it in so that we can use calcium so we're grateful for vitamin D doing that the problem is when you get too much vitamin D which is pretty much anyone who is following their doctor's orders to supplement with vitamin D because they suggest these huge amounts now that are just astronomical and uh, problematic. When you get these high levels of vitamin D, you not only pull the calcium in from your intestinal tract, but it's like this super shop vac that pulls calcium from everywhere into the bloodstream and then holds it there. It makes the, it makes the blood calcium retentive. So by pulling all the calcium out of the tissues, you're removing the ability for those tissues to do that relaxing function. Now they're stuck in, that, in the contracting mode, and you get that horrible cramp that wakes you up at 3 in the morning like a car battery type thing. So this makes sense that Peggy is getting them more often in the summer if she's going outside and getting more vitamin D than she normally would it could be pulling out the calcium from her tissues. Now, another person might get the same amount of vitamin D and, and be fine, but they may have more minerals to go around or more. Uh, they may be more balanced at that cellular level where Peggy may be right on the fence 
to where a little more vitamin D is enough to push her over the edge and cause a lot of problems. Yeah, I think there's also the factor that could be uh, going on with electrolyte depletion and dehydration. Dehydration could be huge, right? Yeah, that's a good one. So she's hot, she's sweating, she's losing electrolytes, she's losing water. Takes a lot of energy to like cool off the system. So she might just be also electrolyte deficient and dehydrated from from the heat or maybe the humidity. I'm not sure if she's in a humid place or not, but those are other factors too I would look at. That's totally important. Let's do Doreen's question. Doreen, Charlotte, North Carolina. Doreen, can you specify where in Charlotte, mm-hmm. North Carolina you are? We're Is having our the, guest. Uh, longitude and latitude. Yeah, like are you in the living room? Or <laughs> can you? As long as I stretch my calves before I go to bed every single night, I'm fine. But if I skip even one night, leg cramps wake me up and they are very painful. Is there anything I can do nutritionally so I don't have to stretch so much? I bet there is. You know, and I was just like Doreen uh, when I was uh, doing what the doctors told me to do for my voice. And I was on all the PPIs, and I basically had my digestion shut off. My blood pressure, the systolic, was under 100. Um, and I was getting crazy cramps in my legs every night. And uh, if I stretched, I was okay. And it, and this is the, we've talked about this on another episode, Will, where I was like, this is my view of what was going on. And then you said yeah but also this so we're i think we're about to do that again mm-hmm. you, you feel right. up for that yeah I think okay we're so when when you're doing that stretching it seems that you're kind of opening those fibers up a little bit and allowing minerals to move in or out uh as they needed to help balance out that situation and allow the tissues to function correctly which is why when you get a cramp sometimes you can you know the first thing you're going to do is you're going to kind of stretch it out to kind of open up the pores of those tissues and the cells and get the tissue moving um, to kind of allow the minerals to move in and out. I can't remember what else you added to that before, Will. Yeah, I mean, well, there's there's a few other things that's really helpful about stretching. One is like it helps with blood return. It helps with toxins, like going back up through the lymphatic system, getting those out. There's not a heart to pump that. Like that, that stuff moves up and out of the system. When we move and through contraction of, of skeletal muscle and the compression that occurs on the lymph nodes themselves from that contraction. So stretching, exercising in general will help with circulation, help clear out metabolic waste. It reduces instances of like varicose veins, but it can also help re-energize the system by clearing out that waste from the area, bringing fresh blood to the area, stimulating ATP production in the area. On top of that, I used to have, when I was dealing with my whole mysterious pain of clenching, cramping, gnawing everywhere in my extremities, it was from a severely imbalanced uh, nervous system. I was very much stuck in fight or flight. And with that, my blood flow was severely shunted to the larger... To the main area of your body. Yeah, the larger muscle groups that are used for running away or fighting a predator and not and shunted away from my extremities. So my hands and feet were constantly cold and cramping, intense cramps in my feet and my calves that they just wouldn't go away unless I actively flexed the muscle in the other direction. They would just stay locked in these cramps. Um, and it has everything to do with ATP depletion. There's, there wasn't circulation going in the area. My nervous system was whacked out in a stress state. And for a lot of other people, there can also be issues with their thyroid, not 
getting enough um, thyroid hormone to produce sufficient energy. And that's why it's really important. And so other people, they're in electrolyte de- deficient state. So their body wants to prioritize keeping enough blood and pressure in their heart and their brain. And so they don't have as much blood going out to their extremities. So you want to look at the different points of body chemistry imbalances that you talk about in your books, like the electrolyte levels, the autonomic nervous system orientation, the metabolic rate, the slow or fast oxidizer, like all those things play a part in the circulation of our body, the energy available to our tissues. Um, yeah. If you're a health, fitness, or nutrition professional, check out our other podcast, Six Figure Health Pro. We dig into the latest marketing techniques and business growing strategies for health professionals. To learn how to take your business to the next level, search for Six Figure Health Pro on iTunes or Stitcher, or go to sixfigurehealthpro.com to learn more. Now do what you're told. Yeah, and so uh, another thing, you know, we, we teach in our almost free four-week digestion course at kickitnaturally.com um, these really simple tests that you can run at home, and one of them is your breath rate. And if it's, if it's super low, that can be creating co- problems for uh, cellular energy uh, creation and, uh, you know, ATP issues and respiration and stuff like that. So those are, there's a variety of things that can cause these problems. But the most common thing that we see with these tests that you'll run is we'll see somebody with either low blood pressure, like we was saying, their electrolyte deplete, um, or their urine pH is going to be higher than normal. So it'd probably be, you know, 6.2, 6.5, or even higher. And the reason that is, is because they're likely eating a lot of carbs or sugars, um, and calcium likes to follow sugar. So it'll leave the tissues, and it'll follow that sugar, and then when the sugar's burned off, the calcium will get kind of dropped, and that calcium in the blood will, 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 will raise our urine pH as we try to pee a lot of that out. Um, so they'll often see that high urine pH. And if you can take the steps in your diet to make adjustments to what you're eating or take steps to bring that urine pH down or to push the calcium back into the tissues, then a lot of times a lot of those crampings, whether it's Charlie horses or even menstrual cramps, will improve greatly. And, and, and this is what I see in at least 90% of the clients that come to me with client with cramps of any kind is they uh, are, have low blood pressure and um, high urine pH from consuming too many carbs and sugars. So a lot of times you have to make adjustments. You might have to fix some digestive issues so that you qualify to eat proteins and fats uh, successfully and feel good and you don't need those sugars. Do you want to touch on that at all, Will? Yeah, some of, those, some of these things, like people with really low blood pressure, they can, even if they just make like a little... A little difference in getting their blood pressure up just a bit, that can help a lot. And that can happen kind of quickly like through the tips you talk about a lot, whether it's adding salt, more salt to their diet or trace mineral drops to their food or um, eating more balanced carbohydrates so their blood sugar stays a little more steady. But making these big shifts in really getting their blood pressure up to where it should be and their blood sugar to where it should be, a lot of that comes down to fixing digestion so that they're really able to effectively use the proteins and fats that they eat for energy. And when they can, that can really help just keep a really stable uh, blood pressure, blood sugar, electrolyte level, fuel availability uh, for the body. And that can take a little time. Yeah, and a lot of people will lean towards eating too many carbs because they, if they eat a steak, they feel lousy because they can't break it down properly. But they're like, well, well, these gummy worms worked great. So I'm just going to have gummy worms. 
So if you can fix digestion so that you qualify to eat real food, it can reduce the need for those carbs and sugars and processed junk that may be uh, causing more problems than just pulling calcium out of the tissue. But that could be one of the leading issues for this particular cramp issue. So, oh, one more thing before we... Did you want to say something about a, a, a course, Kenna? Yeah. Okay. Gonna, no, let's no, do Let's go no. ahead. If you'd like to learn how to become a health coach or even just dig into more advanced teachings for yourself or your family, go to healthprocourse.com to learn about Tony and Will's course for coaches. Registration for this course only opens to the public for about a week at a time, so be sure to register for the coach newsletter so you'll be notified when the next registration opens. You'll find more info at healthprocourse.com. Dun, 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 dun. That was live. Mm-hmm. That was not recorded. That so, was live. Um, That's why I get the voiceover jobs, right, baby. right. So uh, if your urine pH is high and you're showing that you're pulling too much calcium out of the tissues, uh, there's an amino acid called lysine that you could use that kind of helps to push that down as you're taking the steps to either improve your digestion or just reduce your carbs. One thing Will mentioned that is really a key is like sometimes you don't have to remove, uh, you know, baked potatoes, but if you could change a baked potato to a sweet potato, that's not going to... Spike your blood sugar and give you that crash like a potato would. A sweet potato will keep you a little bit more on an even keel. And if you can keep on that even keel, you're not going to cause the problems from that spike and the crash that can come along with that. Yeah. So, yeah. The carbs are not necessarily the enemy. We just want to get the body the fuel that it needs. And sometimes those more medium glycemic carbs are a really good tool to help keep that happening. Right, because you want to make the glucose available. It doesn't mean you need to eat carbs all the time, but sometimes when you eat really starchy carbs, you not only get that spike, but you get the huge crash, so your blood sugar really drops, and now there's no glucose available for the body, and that's when a lot of trouble can come into play. Yeah, A couple other like closing takeaways on, on this is a lot of people feel, um, we've talked about there's different causes of why these cramps and Charlie horses can occur, but a lot of people will benefit if they're stuck in a, a fight or flight or a sympathetic nervous system activation. A lot of times having magnesium can help kind of relax that. And also glycine, which is the most abundant amino acid in collagen, also calms the nervous system. It's Glycine is a um, a neurotransmitter. It's an amino acid, but it functions as a neurotransmitter that can uh, inhibit overactivity of nerves. So if you're stuck in an overly excited nervous system activation, like if you're fidgety or having like those nervous tics, like your eye, like what or whatever. Fidget, yeah. yeah. Glycine can work really effectively and naturally to help calm that. So the collagen and gelatin based foods are a great resource for that. Right. I wonder and- if people prescribe those when, you know, like when people go to like a psychiatrist or whatever and they have a tick. I wonder... No. They want to talk about it for six years. Yeah, and, and they could just give them a shot of glycine. Here, take this. They could have just left them Drink with some bone broth. Drink this every day. Yeah. yeah, so bone broth is actually a great way. You know, we put a lot of collagen stuff in the protein powder that we made just so that it's available to people to get that easy. Um, but you can also make bone broth, and you're not only getting a lot of that glycine, but you're getting all of these other minerals and cofactors and, and uh, full breakdowns of collagen. Um, and... Remember, that's going to help a lot of these people that are having this issue due to low mineral resources. So mm-hmm. not only are you getting more of that glycine, but you're getting a lot of a mineral lift from the bone broth, too. That could be a great place to start. I've been putting or, those in my shake, like you said. Oh, with nice. The ice or cube. if you have kids, like I've, I've seen a lot of kids benefit when they start to include 
more collagen. And sometimes a sneaky way to give that to them is by giving them Jello. So, because Jello, gelatin is the same protein as collagen. It's just a little bit. It's water. You know, its interactions with water is different. But Great Lakes Gelatin is a really good company where you can buy uh, a grass-fed Jello or gelatin that you can make Jello out of. And if you have a kid who has like a tick or something like that, or is just twitchy all the time, uh, or if you're dealing with cramps and such, then you can give that a shot. Excellent, excellent option. Yeah, not that. that I just not that I just recommended a supplement for a kid or anything. I'm, <laughs> right, right. Jello yeah. is good yeah. summer treat. Is right. all I was yeah. saying. Gelatin mm-hmm. is fine. Is all I want to eat Jello now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what okay. else we got? Joy emailed us. Okay, can you mix beet flow and HCL into food? I want my husband to get the benefits, but he is reluctant to take the pills. I added beet flow to a spaghetti sauce, and he said it was still delicious. Did I kill all the good stuff by heating the beet flow up? Could HCL be heated and in food as well? I would just open the capsules and add to the sauces. Why does she have to heat it? I mean, can't she just put the powder in there after it's done and just stir it up? That that could be an option, too. Um, and for those who don't know, beet flow is a supplement that we use that contains a lot of beet greens. It's not just the beets. It's the beet greens because that helps thin the bile so that it flows correctly. And that's an, a very important factor uh, to properly digesting your food and properly pulling all the minerals out of the food that you're eating. So an HCL is a way to help acidify the food while it's in your stomach which is the other half of digestion. And those things are crucial when someone is deplete on minerals because it's most commonly caused by an inability to pull the minerals out of the food they were eating because they're not breaking it down properly. But do not put HCL in your food. Right. Like she asked. Yeah, that's not what you do. Not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so what happens is uh, when you take an HCL capsule, It dissolves in your stomach, and that's like your stomach making stomach acid. In your stomach, where acid belongs. But if you were to, like, make lemonade out of HCL and just drink it or something, then you're getting acid in your esophagus, and that could be damaging to your esophagus. And same with putting it in your food. You don't want to have it on the way down. You just want it to exist in your stomach. So it just, yeah, the capsule around it protects you until it breaks down in the stomach and stuff. Right, and then that's when it expands. Your body doesn't mess around with with HCL like that. Like The only place you'll find HCL is inside the stomach where it's like super firewalled. There's all sorts of mechanisms. Like it doesn't even have it in like another gland that it then like secretes into HCL. Like it combines the H and the CL inside the stomach. Like it doesn't screw around with these. So do not put it in your mouth. Like it's going to burn. I'm going to put it on my eyeballs. (laughs) See if it'll just go through the blood there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. Snort it. Um, Yeah. I don't want you to do that either. Yeah, so really don't do that. As far as beet flow goes, um, you can put beet flow and stuff. In our recipe book that we're making, we put beet flow in some things. In the protein powder that we made, we put actual beet flow in it. Um, so you can do that, and you're not going to mess up uh, the goodness of the beet flow. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that part, Will? No, no, that's totally fine. It's like, you know... As safe as eating beets or beet grains. Right, yeah. But wouldn't you just put it on after the food's done instead of cooking it? You could, but it's not going to damage it by heating it okay. because it's not an enzyme-type function. Like an enzyme would be destroyed through heat, but okay. the beet greens don't function in that way. I would imagine that there's probably more benefits to raw that maybe we're not you know, talking about or you know, know about, but it's not going to mess anything up. 
Okay. So let's hit uh, Megan's question that we had. I got it. Okay. I got it. I got okay. It. Megan emailed us. I feel like I'm either starving or I feel sick. I'm so full. Where is there? Is why is there no medium? Well, maybe you get so hungry that then you overeat. So maybe eat more often, and 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 try to you know get your digestion going so that you can eat proteins and fats, and you're not just you know the sugars or. Making you, you know, you're just saying uh, words yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So well, I think that Kenna's answer would work perfectly for a lot of people, like by saying that you know do smaller meals so it's easier to digest those meals, uh, keep it a little more spread out. But what I have a feeling is what is going on is that um, she's probably starving all the time because she's eating food, but her body's not getting that nutrition. It's not. She's not breaking it down into nutrients that are usable by the body. So the body's like, hey, give me some more. So that's very common to see with someone who has digestive issues is they're just hungry. I mean, it's just, and I just ate an hour ago, but I'm starving again. Um, And there's a lot of other things that could cause that as far as blood sugar balance and such. But it's just common that the person's not breaking down their food well enough, so they're always hungry. Then when they do put food in the system, they feel so full because it just sits in the stomach and it just rots and ferments because there's not enough acid to break it down properly. So we teach people how to fix this in our almost free four-week digestion course at kickitnaturally.com so that they can acidify the food properly and then neutralize those acids as they leave the stomach. You know, do you want to talk about that for a second, Will? You're talking about that acid should only be in the stomach, but we didn't really mention what happens when the acidic food starts to leave the stomach. Yeah, it goes into the start of the small intestine called the duodenum, and ideally, if you have a gallbladder that's working right, it squirts bile onto it, and that helps emulsify the fats. It also helps neutralize the acid from the pH or the from the stomach, and the pancreas also should secrete bicarbonate, which also helps neutralize the acid, so that the food then becomes sort of a neutral pH as it then progresses further through the intestines. Right. So both of those factors are really important. And it's, and it's really common for someone to have one of those factors not working correctly, either because they, they don't have the resources to produce HCL or maybe the bile is too thick and sticky to flow properly. But it's common for one of those factors not to be working correctly or even both of them. And when you can fix those issues, then you can digest your food correctly and all of a sudden you get the nutrients out and your body isn't always screaming and for more. And then you can do what I say. Yeah, and then you can do what Kenneth said. Um, But I even think what Kenneth said would work a little bit for some people who may just be on the fence. Maybe their digestion is just a little bit not so great. But like you were saying, if people can't digest proteins and fats and they're just mainly eating carbs, well, that doesn't last long anyways. And then you're going to be shaky and hungry. You're ripping through the fuel too quickly instead of that slow-burning log on the fire like proteins and, and fats can be. So, Megan, do that. (laughs) Got it, Megan? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, any any of our books teach how to fix digestion, but so does our 50 cents. And they're only $1 million. Yeah. The books are only a $1 million. That's why we made the four-week digestion course just 50 cents. Mm -hmm. Really, that just keeps out spam registrations by making somebody have to actually use their credit card. So we made it free for a long time, but then our new system says you have to charge something to keep spam out. The other important thing about that course is, as you said, it it teaches you how to do the different self-tests that we talk about that can be contributing factors to why these sort of cramps might be occurring in your case. The low blood pressure, 
the, the oxidative rate imbalance, a pH imbalance, a nervous system imbalance. You might have one or multiple factors contributing to that or any given symptom, and that digestive issues course will help you do all those basic tests to see what are the main areas of, that you need to focus on personally. Right, and in that course, you'll find a link to our free and private Facebook support group. So when you do these tests on yourself and you're looking at where your chemistry is and if you get stuck and you don't really understand why this issue is creating this symptom, then you can go into that free support group and ask questions. And it's private. Only only private uh, support group members can see your posts. So if you're like, yeah, I just I, I pooped my pants in my sleep last night, then everybody on Facebook you're doesn't have to see that. You're the only one that's ever posted that, Tony. Oh, that's just me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a valid question, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it was more like a statement, like oh, you had done it. I was proud of it yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember this, but that's no. okay. Um, but yeah, so you'll find that link in the in the Almost Free Support group so you can get any help that you need. If you like audiobooks, you're going to love our sponsor. Audible.com is giving all of our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day membership. Go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook to find the link so you can get yours. Audible.com. Audible.com. I think we finished the show. I think we, we said all the words. It. We did it. Okay, dokey. If you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the almost free four-week digestion course at kickitnaturally.com or head on over to Will Schmidt's MyBodyOfKnowledge.net. Uh, he's got lots of great... I didn't do she it. Didn't I kept it. it here. I kept it here. Uh, he's got lots of pain relief videos on there, articles, and all kinds of. Well, great we stuff. discovered the last week that every time Will uh, Kenna tells now people to go to your website, she always reaches back and feels her back, like she's <laughs> thinking, thinking about you helping back people with back pain. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. was like every time, so we just wanted to see if she was going to do it that and time. And at that time, I consciously did not. Uh huh. Good job. Yeah. Uh, every time I tell people I'm a posture therapist, everyone sits up straight. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a natural reflex reaction. Right, I, mean. right. I want one of those things from Dancing with the Stars, where they for they put it on the dancers on their upper torso, you know, and their so they and have they to hold, hold their posture up. Yeah. That little cool. wood thing. All right, we'll see you next week. Okie doke. Right, 